Hey, it's Michelle Siraki with Pitbull Advocates of America, and this is our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. I hope that this inspires you and challenges you, and I hope that it equips you to attach action to your advocacy. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, 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 it's Michelle Siraki with Pitbull Advocates of America. And across the table from me is Victoria Holfeld. Hello. What's up? Nothing. What's up with you? Podcasting. It's very exciting. Beautiful weather. Gorgeous. Birthday's coming up. Yes. I know. Or birthday, I guess I should say. My baby TK. Yeah. How old is he going to be? Nine. Oh, buddy. Nine going on 109. He's a really old nine. He moves a little slow these days. Ah, yeah. Yeah. He moves really slow. His his wake-up time has went from like 8 a.m. to 9 to 10. (laughs) Today, I think we got him outside around noon. Yeah. And then he had brunch. We totally missed breakfast today. He's had a hard life, though. He's making up for it. Yeah, I feel like the last two years have been pretty charmed for him. Oh, my gosh. In a serious sort of way. Yeah. yeah. He's had no worries. No, no. He loves cottage cheese. And how do you find that out about your dog unless you've given him just about everything else to eat? That's true. He loves cottage cheese in his kibble in the morning. Well, happy early birthday to TK. Yes. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. You might hear him snore. All, all of you, if you go back and listen to previous episodes, you might catch it in there, too, because these mics pick up just about everything. And He's he, sitting right behind Michelle, curled up in a little ball, snoring away. Yeah. Sometimes he snores actually pretty loud. It's pretty funny. He really does. Yeah. Maybe our editor actually takes some of that out. I wonder, oh, yeah. you know, I wonder. That's hilarious. Yeah. I'm going to have to go back and listen for that myself. Yeah. It's cute. Anywho, what are we so talking about today? Today is the one without a title, and it's a bummer. It is a bummer, yeah, yeah unfortunately. I don't like talking about this stuff. I know. But I know. it needs to be talked about because a lot of people aren't aware about it, honestly. Right. And and we want to make people more educated and, and aware. That is absolutely the number one goal here. Yeah. And when we were having some pre-podcasting discussion, I was saying that in seminars and in people that I've met and whatnot who are advocates, the percentage of people that know about this subject that we're going to tell you in one second, but <laughs> is really, really low. So you know that then in the general population, it's it's almost nothing. Right. Like there's yeah. Almost no knowledge yeah. of it at all. So. So the reason why we didn't put a title on this today is because what we're going to talk about is the anti-movement. Yeah, it's a big movement with a lot of implications, It even is. though they're not widely known. It is. And I know that there are hopefully thousands of people that have downloaded this episode <laughs> that are now scratching their head and they're like anti-movement. Like, right. what does that even mean? Like, yeah. what does that even look like? So just basically, though, what that means is that, you know, we have a movement of advocating for pit bull type dogs, dogs that look like pit bulls, dogs that people think are pit bulls. And that's our whole mission. That's why we have this podcast. And there is a group of people and organizations that are against all things pit bull. And want to see them eradicated potentially in some groups and some groups also support BSL and bans and, and legislation against dogs perceived as pit bulls. Right. Absolutely. And eradication is a 
heavy duty word that some of these different organizations have used that they've actually come out and said, we want to see dogs that look like pit bulls, dogs that are whatever pit bull related. We want to see them extinct from the world. That is to me just kind of mind blowing. Like the word extinct and the word eradicate to me are just, they're really heavy. Right. You know, they're not just saying that we want to do some breed specific legislation and that we just want to have them banned and stuff like that. They're saying like, we don't want them on the planet anymore. Yeah. That's rough for me. Yeah. Yeah. The language that they use while they're advocating for their side for what they want is pretty rough and it's hard for us on the other side to hear i think too you know they say things that pit bulls were bred to kill and they want them eradicated and um they can never be household pets and stuff like that like they were never meant to be right yeah they were never even meant to be so if you think back if you've been listening to our podcast for a little bit and if you think back to one of our very first ones where we laid kind of the foundation of what we were going to talk about we briefly touched on some history and we did that because there's so many different versions and so many different things and one of the big points that we really wanted to hit home about the history was the fact that people do think that pit bull type dogs were created for blood sport for killing things and you know that is not the reality they really there were just farmers that were just looking for better dogs to have on their farms you know over in england and so Mm -hmm. they put these two dogs together for that purpose yeah and then later on they started getting thrown in pits and that's what happened it morphed into something it did morph into something else but the anti-movement is very firm in the fact that these dogs were created to be aggressive and to be killers and to be all of these things that that honestly victoria it's it's hard to talk about yeah, it is. You know, for sure. it's uncomfortable to be putting this episode yeah. out into the Internet. Um, I know. Yeah, yeah, that's a little unnerving. It for is. Sure. It just. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, which is why we made it the one without the title. Yeah. Because it's just a little unnerving. Sometimes when I'm just in a room with a bunch of people and we're talking about this, mm-hmm. sometimes it's a little unnerving even in that situation so this is just like that i feel like times a hundred so if you hear the apprehension in our voices that's it's real it's real yeah it's it's as real as the anti-movement right this is not like a conspiracy theory this isn't something that we're concocting um these are actual real organizations real people with their own very real mission yeah so who is the anti-movement then you know like how do we define that who are these people anybody 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 anywhere anybody anywhere they're just like us sure you know in a a lot of ways they have a lot of different jobs Mm -hmm. they live all over the place they do all kinds of different things some of them have families some of them don't some of them work some of them don't whatever so it's some of them are police officers some of them are doctors some of them are teachers they're just a lot of common people so in Pipple University um, when we talk about this I have a slide 
that talks about how there's more than 65 groups and organizations, including, I think that the most well-known one is dogsbite.org, Daxton's Friends, Animals 24-7, PETA. It's actually surprising sometimes because a lot of people don't know that PETA is anti-pitbull, but they are, in fact, anti-pitbull. They've come out more and more in the last few years and made it more and more well known yeah. that this is one of their goals and one of their missions yeah. is to get rid of pitbull type dogs. Okay, so I am just going to throw it out there real quick. I don't want anyone researching sure. these things. We're going to try and give you as much information and knowledge mm-hmm. as we can, you know, in the next half hour about this stuff because they're incredibly crafty and smart and it has been kind of common knowledge Mm -hmm. for a long time that they take the analytics of their websites incredibly um, seriously. Sure. Now with social media being such a big deal, I don't know if they still need to be looking back at those analytics, it's been kind of widely known in the Pipple community who knows about the anti-movement yeah. that they absolutely want to know who we are and they want to know what we're doing because they want to be able to get in sure. and get ahead of the things that we're doing. And it serves no purpose, really. Oh, my to, to visit those sites because no. it's just going to get you irritated and you don't want to engage. And yeah. there's just no real reason. Right. It's going to get visit. you really upset. And so now, unfortunately, with our regular human nature, there's some people that are listening to this that are just like sure. they're, you know, they're just like their mouth is watering to go and to look. Yeah. But the main thing that that dogsbite.org has is a lot of statistics that are sure. really, really skewed and really incorrect. Yeah. They do most of their own research within their own organizations. So they craft their statistics to serve their purpose, which is just so easy to do nowadays. Yeah, it is. Um, For a lot of things, really, and a lot of different things. You can right. skew statistics very easily. Right. But the two biggest entry points that I want to make here are just, I just, please just don't research yeah. This the stuff, at sure. least not from your own computer, and don't engage. Right. Just try really hard not to engage because I'm gonna tell you what, we're gonna take a really drastic turn here in what we're talking about. Um, because I'm not about bashing the anti movement at all. Right. I wanna educate about the anti movement. And it's going to sound like for the next few minutes that I'm actually a cheerleader (laughs) for the anti-movement. So I'm just going to let people know to get ready for that. So like if this isn't brand new knowledge to you and if you're really aware of the anti-movement, you're going to be like, what's going on for the next 10 minutes? (laughs) Because this is a group of advocates that are incredibly well-organized. Absolutely. They're consistent, too, which is something that we are not, that hurts our cause deeply, but they are consistent. They have got one message for the most part, and they do a great job of delivering their message over and over and over again with replication and with consistency. They're really cohesive. They are doing a lot of stuff 
Right. Yeah. They're doing a lot of stuff that we should be doing, oh, actually. My honestly. gosh. Which is so frustrating to it's, us, right? It's super duper frustrating to me. I'm going to skip ahead, actually. Sure. And I'm going to say that it's almost like they listened to the podcast about advocacy tips because they follow our keys to effective advocacy yeah. so incredibly sure. well. Yeah. They don't get emotional no. at all, especially no. at common council meetings. We're flying <laughs> off the handle. Saying stuff we should not say, and they go up there and they deliver a two to three minute speech, and it is boom. It's boom, on point, boom. man. Yep, it's on point. And even when it's a, a ridiculously emotional yeah. speech, mm-hmm. they deliver it. There aren't tears, and there's no wavering in their voice, and there's no anger in their voice. Yeah. Behind closed doors, sure. you know, we've gotten a peek behind some of those closed yeah. doors, and the hate's flying off the handle. They're venting to each other, and they're getting all of that out quietly and privately and nobody in the world is seeing their right. their crazy behavior now am i talking about 100% of the anti movement no yeah. nothing is ever yeah. you know 100% you know or finite like right. they have their radical people that are running around acting a little kooky right. too however on yeah. the whole they're not getting defensive and they're not getting emotional and they've got what their facts and what their knowledge is. They've got it, you know, like on point and each one of them knows what it is. And then it stinks because they got a lot of money. Yeah, they do. I know that's so frustrating. Super frustrating. It's super frustrating. Yeah. They put up billboards and all sorts of stuff. They fund new organizations. Yes, they do. You know, yeah. they they pop up new organizations and, yeah. you know, give them the seed money that they need to start. Right. It's scary to think how well funded they are. Right. They yeah. play by the rules. Yeah. They're not in trouble with the IRS. Yeah. They're not in trouble with the federal government. They've got all their ducks in a row. Right. There's nothing there. I mean, yeah, it's crazy to think about. It is. It's really crazy yeah. to think about. And to think about like the two differences in how we advocate, you know, advocating for something completely opposite on each side. But like one is incredibly organized. They've got their stuff set and we're just all over the place. You know, like that's kind of yeah, sad. We're, we're arguing with ourselves. Yeah. We've talked about that in a couple other podcasts. Yeah. You know, we're shooting ourselves in the foot. We're not using a replicatable, consistent message. Right. We're not using a replicatable, consistent strategy. We're trying right. to bring that to the Pitbull community. Sure. So that we can be that much more effective. Right. Because if we don't get it together here pretty soon, it's just really going to be detrimental for the dogs. Yeah. And that's all. All that we all want. Yeah, we just want change for the dogs and we want them to be creating communities that value dogs as companions. Again, back to the foundation. That's really what we want. We want all dogs, all dogs to be viewed as companions. So exactly. These organizations and the people that are involved in the anti-movement, they're incredibly knowledgeable. And where we are trying to dissipate and disassemble and help people to get over their fear, Mm -hmm. they're using it and trying to build it and trying to keep making it worse and worse and worse. Yeah. And I feel like fear in itself is easy to build and it's a lot harder to tear down, which is why we have to be on our A game, right? We're already starting behind. Fear's an easy sell because everybody wants to see it. Right. That's why the yeah. media puts it out there because sure. it gets some ratings. Yeah. Do we have some of the media on our side and, and whatnot? Yeah, sure. Does the anti-movement naturally have a majority of the media on their yeah. side? Heck yeah, they do. Yeah. 
media loves a good anti-pitbull story. Sure. Man, it's just money in their pocket. Yeah. You know, it just helps their business to be successful. So they're really good at at building fear, Mm -hmm. as we know. Um, They're also incredibly good at baiting us to be emotional and defensive. And we have a fantastic example of that, don't we? Oh, my gosh. They're so good at this. And there's actually several examples, but unfortunately, they're totally escaping our brains. But yeah, this is a big one, though. It's huge. They're baiting us every single day. Yeah. You know, they're all over the place. And you see that in comments, you know, when there's like a feel good Pitbull story and then a troll will come in and they'll just plant a little seed. We were talking about this off mic, too. Like they plant this little seed and we imagined it. I don't know if this is true or not, you guys, (laughs) but this is seriously how we imagined it. That they're like sitting in their living room with like scotch and and cocktails and they're just sitting back. And then there's like this happy go lucky pit bull thing. And one of them has the computer on their lap. And then they they go, hey, hey, guys, 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 watch this. And then they just put this crappy comment down and then they hit send and then they go just watch the implosion. And then they, and they all just sit back with their drinks and laugh oh, yeah. at us. Yeah. And then in like 32 seconds, 600 Pitbull advocates are like, you're a fucking asshole. Yep. Blah, blah, blah. You don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You should. Yeah. You know, and then they just sit in their little living room and just laugh and there's probably a man with like a cigar. You know what I mean? Right? And it's to me, to me, that's frustrating. Right. Yeah. To me, that's frustrating. Yeah. You know, because I want to see them bait someone and us either ignore it. Right. Or else us put a comment that just says, I'm so sorry that you feel that way. I hope you have a really great night with like a heart or a kissy face. And then that's it. Right. Just something where they're sitting there and then they're like, oh. Well, that didn't work. Damn it. Yeah. But the big bait. Yeah. They've got some big, they've got some bigger ones. I mean, well done to them, honestly. Like, I even hate to say that, but like, this was brilliant. So I don't know how many of you remember this, but this was a 2018 ad that it was supposed to go out at the Super Bowl, right? They threw it on Facebook. So it was, so this is a post. Yeah, of a commercial that of was a supposed commercial, to right. air at the Super Bowl. Right. Just fantastic. So that already gets us going like, okay, this is going to run. The ad said that Pitbulls yeah. killed kids the most. Yeah, they killed 75% of mauled victims. Right. Um, 75% of the people who were mauled to death in yep. 2017 were mauled by Pitbulls, was what they were claiming. Yeah. They, and in the background, it looks like the Super Bowl. Right. So if you haven't seen this commercial, so in yeah. the background, it looks like the Super Bowl. It looks like a game. Everyone's cheering. Everyone's having yeah. a great time. And I, then they're putting up these... Yeah. Yeah. And then they say, like, this is nothing to cheer about. It has the Super Bowl, like, football theme going on. It looks like a scoreboard. Yes. They put out 29-0, which looks like a score. Which was the number of pitbulls that killed Right, the that mo- mauled the, people or yeah, whatever. Yeah, the number right. of people who were mauled by pit bulls. Right, Sorry, supposedly. Right. I'm just going to put that out there. Well, we already supposedly. know that that's a flawed right. statistic anyway. Right. Um, they killed the most family members. And then at the end, they pan into a picture of a pit bull behind a fence. And yeah. it says, do not adopt a pit bull. And we went wild. And what did we do? We shared it for them. Oh, my gosh. We, we did their job. We did their job. Oh, 
my gosh. Yep, yep. Why? Why I'm, are we doing their job? I'm sure that they sat back and just absolutely adored what we did for them. Why are we marketing for them? Well, number one, I'm going to answer that question for you. Thank you. I think it was a rhetorical question, but I'm going to answer it anyway. <laughs> number one, we're doing their marketing for them because a lot of people don't know that there's an anti-movement. Yeah. So when they see something like that on Facebook, they believe that it's true. And then they think, I'm going to advocate against this by saying, don't watch this commercial. Don't tune into the Super Bowl. Don't this, you know, whatever. Right. Man, the wool was pulled over so many of your right. eyes. Like yeah. this never was ever even going to be an ad. There was a, an attorney that has been linked to dogsbite.org. Right. And he was the one that leaked this thing out or put it out. And all it was, it was an incredibly calculated bait and switch tactic. Boom. Yeah. It was fantastic because all of the advocates that shared it and bashed it, mm -hmm. their family members then saw that video and they yep. saw those statistics. Yep. And guess what? If they're on the fence about pit bulls, man, if I watched that video and didn't know any better, I'd be like, yeah, okay, I'm probably not going to adopt that dog. Think about how many friends you have on Facebook or right. on Instagram or whatever. And then think about how many of them. So let's say you have a thousand friends, right? Yeah. And and okay. well, and, and 25 of them are actually people who you know and yeah. hang out with and sure. love and stuff like that. 95% of your quote unquote friends sure. on social media, you have no idea who they really are. Right. And all of our friends on social media, as we've really seen mm -hmm. lately in the division oh my of our gosh. country, right? Seriously. So we have now really been exposed to the fact that a lot of our quote unquote friends, right. they don't think some of the same stuff that we think. Right. Yep. We're, we're not just showing people that agree with everything that we agree with. Right. You know, so like to your point. So then we we posted it on our page. Mm -hmm. And now anyone that's friends with us or if you have a public account, anybody now right. can look at that and they may or may not say something to you. Right. They may just have already been on the fence, watched that commercial and went, OK, that's it for me, man. Yeah. I'm I am. Yeah. I am out and it was a well done little video it looked like a professional commercial yeah you know they did a good job mm -hmm. of again bamboozling us into mm -hmm. believing that this thing was going to play yeah but sometimes too okay so you guys like if we get our emotions in check and if if having our emotions in check at least for people advocacy wherever yeah. your emotions want to go in your love life and other places <laughs> like you go you do whatever you need to do. but in your people advocacy if, if your mm -hmm. muscle memory if you practice and practice and practice so that your muscle memory is, I'm not going to get emotional about this. I'm going to yeah. think about this for a minute. Right. I might talk to someone that I trust about it if I'm not sure. Yeah. So let's think about it. You think the Super Bowl's running an ad like that? Yeah. No. Come on. Not happening. Stop it. That's the controversial ad that they're going to choose to run during the Super Bowl. Right. Like if yeah. they would. I mean, come on, we got Doritos and Pepsi or yeah. Mountain Dew. We're not putting controversy up right. during the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, so let's think about. So like if we were unemotional. Right. And if we saw that red flag, number one. Right. We might just yeah. be like, hmm. Probably not. I'm not really sure. I'm getting tricked here. Yeah. Let me research this video a little bit and yeah. see if I can find the origin. Right. You know, to be honest, I don't know how easy that's going to be. It's easy now. Sure. It's super easy now. Two years later. Two years ago. I don't know how easy that would have been. However, could you maybe have done it? Then you get to this lawyer. 
Then you Google the lawyer's name. Then all of a sudden you got dogsbite.org all over your page and you're like, hmm. Yeah. Okay. And you can do all of that without even sharing, you know, like do research this behind is, the scenes. Yes. You this know? is what I'm talking about. Yeah. This is what I'm talking about. So I'm not talking about researching the organization itself, <laughs> right, right. but I am talking about if you see something that seems suspect, but you're not going to be able to differentiate if it is suspect, if you get all emotional and you just go, oh my God, I'm right. outraged, I'm furious. Yeah. It's the same thing. When you see HuffPost or the dodo yeah. and their cute little pit bull story. And then all of a sudden there's this negative comment. Muscle memory eventually should tell you, don't right. do it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. It is there for an absolute purpose and reason. They want to see yeah. you go ballistic. They want to be able to print out the comments on that and give it to the mayor of Denver and go, look how crazy these people are. <laughs> right. Yes. Look at how yeah. loony these people, look how yeah. mean they right. are. And hateful they are. Yeah. yeah. That's what they want to do. And now some of you are like, well, man, I see them re-engage. Of course. Well, duh. Yeah. Right. They want to keep it going. They want that thread to go out. And again, they've got some radical weirdos too. Sure. For sure. Somebody's got to be the bigger person here though. And it lies on us to do that. Good Lord, could we please. Yeah. This Somebody's got to do it. And I'm going to just say too, this is hard. It is hard. I know yeah. that this is hard. Yeah. We've talked a little bit about that already. We're going to keep talking about it for right. 8 million years to come. Yeah. It is really hard to keep your emotions in check. Well, like you said earlier, it's muscle memory. Like it's not going to happen the first time, no. maybe not the second time. It's something that you have to practice. So yeah, to practice and to yeah. remind yourself of. It doesn't happen overnight. It's like putting on a mask. Right. We were talking about this before, too. Know, yeah. It's not yeah. muscle memory for me yet. No, not at all. You know, it takes I'm not, a minute. Yeah, I'm not used to getting out of my car and putting my mask on right. before I go into a place. Right. So half the time I get through the door and I'm not someone that's against it. I bet. Sure. It's neither here nor there. I'm not trying yeah. to get political, but I'm just saying I'm willing. Right. I just don't remember. Yeah. It's not my muscle memory that right. I've gotten out of the car and went into the into Walmart a million times in my yeah. life. And I never had to have that action. Right. I think that another thing is it takes some really purposeful you know you need to practice this on sure. purpose sure so yeah. and I think that that muscle memory comes a little quicker where you see the comment your hands type out your whole which and might then, be therapeutic right. actually <laughs> and then you're like what am I doing right delete that walk away from my computer yeah, that's not the way to win nope. i'm not going to change anybody's mind doing that exactly yeah. or stay on my computer and google search pipple puppies and look at adorable photos for 10 minutes and sure. get yourself back to a happy place in your life yeah you know go pet your dog go kiss him yeah you know whatever whatever you need to do to find your happy place again sure but good lord just don't hit the send button so they're really good they're really really good at Pretty much everything that they do, if we could just get to them and sit down and talk. I know that that's know, really yeah. dumb. You I just know. want to take everybody out for coffee. I do. I do. That's okay, though. I mean, that's I how real change happens, I think. And that's how real progress is made. You I know, just, yeah. having a face-to-face sit-down conversation with somebody that doesn't necessarily agree with you. Pretty powerful. Some of those, yeah. I mean, sometimes I've wanted to sit down with some people who, who really frightened me in the yeah, anti-movement. And sure. I couldn't muster up the courage yeah. to do it. Yeah. You know, well, it's scary. I'm it sure. is a little bit scary. Yeah. yeah, it is a little bit scary. But so we can't really necessarily say that we're going to do that, but we can work toward silencing them. Yeah. Shutting them down. Right. 
a little bit. How do we do that? Kindness, compassion, empathy, all this stuff we're always talking about. See a theme here? Seriously. Yeah. Kill them with kindness, right? Right. Old saying. Beautiful phrase. Yeah. Awesome old saying. And it works. Yeah. And if you need just like a little bit of the spite factor in there, it's in there. Because when you really kill somebody with kindness that does not want to be killed with kindness, you can get just that little bit of satisfaction (laughs) out of that. You know, like, I I don't mean to sound that way, but some of us need to fulfill that tiny little portion of like man i don't want to be so nice to this person we'll just know that they hate it too right yeah (laughs) just know that they are not enjoying it either you know the person that put the comment out there that was having the friggin' watch party at their house and waited for the implosion and it didn't come in and instead a kind comment that validated how they felt came with a heart you just have deflated their whole evening. I know. So if party not, over. Exactly. Their party is over. And really, honestly, our party can start. Right. Yeah. Our party can yeah. start then. And it doesn't feel like it. Right. It feels like you're bending over. It feels like right. you're, you know, yeah. just really a wimp. Or Yeah, and I mean, like, it may also feel like you lost the battle, but let me tell you, if you take that way, you're going to win the war. Again, this is a long game. We're not in it for the short term here. Yeah, this is a marathon. Let them sprint. Let them sprint and tire themselves out. Let them sprint and tire themselves out. And let's just hang back. And like you said, let's try and channel some empathy. Holy cow, that's a rough one. We talk about this in the seminar about channeling empathy for the anti-movement. And it's really hard. But imagine for a moment what it must be like to live in in a world and in a life where you are so consumed with negativity and hate. Right. Yeah. That you're looking for happiness on the internet so that you can ruin it. Right. You know, you're toasting someone else's demise. You know, that's a really sad place. I'm yeah. really thankful that I don't live there. Right. Yeah. And I do actually feel really bad for folks that are living, they're waking up in the morning and saying, whose day can I ruin today? Yeah. They're waking up in the morning and saying, you know, like, how can I really hate on these people so that these animals will die? Wow. That's awful. What a sad place to live. Holy cow. Yeah. And when you think about it that way, it makes having empathy towards them a little easier. It makes it a little bit easier. Yeah. But you really need to focus on that. You do. Yeah. And in the moment when you see a comment like that, it's Mm -hmm. so hard. You know, while while you're listening to this podcast, you'd be like, yeah, I got it. Okay, good. But then when you're in the moment, you know, it's harder to do. When you're in the moment, I don't expect you to have any empathy. I just want you to push your emotions away. That's all I want you to do. Sure, sure. And then go cry. Go snuggle your dog and cry and try to find your empathy, whatever. Sure. But like, honest to goodness, I don't even expect empathy while you're reading that. I just want you to push your emotions down. And I do not want you to type. I do not want you to Yeah, don't engage. Yeah, just just be quiet. Just walk away from the app. If you're in physical proximity, walk away. If you need to walk away from your computer, walk away, whatever. What's our best strategy? (laughs) This is a hard one, too. Shutting up. Shutting up. Yeah. Owning our silence. Yes. Just not engaging, walking away. Yeah. Let, that's the best. Let, if you can't type anything nice, don't type anything at all. Exactly. And that's fine. Yeah, that's totally fine. Our Absolutely. own silence is our secret weapon right now. Yeah. Um, secret because no one's using it. But <laughs> it's there, you guys. Sure. We can shut 
up. Right. I really want to throw an F-bomb in that, but I try really hard not to do that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But man, I just, I would just, shut up. Right. Shut up. Yeah. It's hard to do. It is really hard As to Michelle do. As Michelle Siraki, I know how hard it is to shut up. You know how hard it is to shut me up. It's really, really challenging. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, I've mastered the art of shutting up in certain circumstances where it's going to hurt right. dogs like TK. Right, yeah. I'm not yeah. willing yeah. to go out and screw this up anymore for him. Sure. I will yeah. swallow my pride. I will shut right. the fuck up. I will do whatever it is yeah. that I need to do to get to where we need to go. And all advocates should be thinking like that, right? Because a lot of advocates have pit bull type dogs. You know, think about your dog. Think about making the world a better place for your dog and moving forward. Right. And this doesn't come naturally, you guys. Again, again, and again, and again, and again. I never want anyone to be listening to this and going like, oh, well, these bitches think that they know everything about everything. You know what? I'll tell you what. We don't. No, we've seen it work, though. We've seen it work. Like, in front of our faces, seen it work. And I think that that's what a lot of people haven't seen. And I think that once you see that yeah. everything starts to click and you're like oh shit yeah once you try the this. way yeah once right. you try this yeah you know and a lot of people haven't seen us come home from events and and ball <laughs> right yeah, you know or or ball in the car on right. the way home from yeah. the event where we did keep it in check and we, right. we did shut up and right. all of that emotion that was stuffed down comes comes barreling out of us yeah. on the way home from the event when we're like, oh, my God, can you believe that that guy said that? I can't believe that he said that. That was yeah. so mean. That was so awful. You know, yeah. and we just cry and right. we just break down. Yeah. So this is hard. Right. This is it so is. hard. I just want to encourage you. I just want to lift you guys up in the fact that you can do this and that we're not saying that you're suckish because I would assume no, no, no. that this is the first time that a lot of you guys have heard anything like this because right. yeah. that's what 90% of the people that I've done seminars yeah. for it come up to me afterwards and they're like, I didn't even know that there was an anti-movement. Right. I didn't even know that this, I didn't even know that that. Sure. I never looked at it this different way. I haven't yeah. been tapping into my empathy. Right. I haven't been doing these things. Yeah, for like the millionth time, I feel like we say this in every podcast, and I feel like that's okay. It is okay. We are not born knowing how to advocate. There's no roadmap, really, no. that we get until no. now, which we're trying to provide. Right. But like, there hasn't been anything. So when you know better, you do better. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to help everybody elevate their advocacy. Yeah. More advocates, better advocacy. Yes, ma'am. More advocates, better advocacy. Holy cow. That is absolutely where we are trying to go with this. But I think that we will keep saying it every single episode because sure. it's important. who knows what new folks right. are tuning in and, and are yeah. listening and are thinking like, they're really picking on me today. Right. We're not picking you. We're challenging you. Right. We're yeah. challenging you to step it up right. and to consider doing something different than what you've done before. Yeah. And to contact us if you try it and it doesn't work. I have never heard that. Knock on wood. <laughs> yeah, I have. Knock on wood. I have never yeah. heard that. I've never had an advocate come back and be like, right. yeah, I tried being really nice to somebody and it just it didn't go well. Yeah. You know, it'd be interesting. Nothing might happen. Right. But that's still a win. Right. Yeah. And you're not going to change everyone's mind. So so make sure that you understand that, too, going into it. I feel like a lot of advocates just want to change minds and change minds and minds. and, And that's not necessarily the end goal, because some people cannot 
you right. know, they have their opinion, they're set in their opinion, and that's okay. We just don't need to get into an argument over it. No, because like you said, this is a, a, a war of sorts. This is a, a marathon. And even if you feel like maybe you won that argument, the, ba- the, yeah. the backlash of that is right. going to take us steps back again and yeah. again and again. So this was a really hard episode. Yeah, I think the takeaway, though, from this episode is that there is an anti-movement and they're incredibly well organized and well funded and they do stuff to bait us to get us all into a tizzy. Yeah. And that's important, I think, for us as advocates to realize and to acknowledge and to understand yeah. so we can uh, do better moving forward. Yeah, that's a really good recap. Thank you. Yeah. To think think that this whole podcast could have been a minute and a half long. (laughs) Well, imagine that, you guys. It is pretty good. All right. Thank you, as usual. Yes, thank you. We sincerely, sincerely appreciate you yeah. listening to us. We sincerely appreciate you listening. We can't wait to to meet you. We can't wait to engage with you. Yeah. We're super excited. Yeah. Next episode. Right. The one with breed-specific legislation. Yeah, it really it's another it, tough topic. Um, it's a tough topic. It goes hand in hand. Though. That's why right. we put these two episodes back to back because yeah. it goes hand to hand in hand with yeah. the anti movement. So we will catch you at the next episode. Bye. Bye. I want to thank you for joining us today. I really hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, tell your friends and family. Click the share button on the app or take a screenshot and put it on your social media. Please consider taking the next step in advocacy, you guys, by visiting the website at pitbulladvocates.org. Order a bumper sticker, start a campaign in your area, or just ask us for help. I want to thank all of you who give financially to keep our mission moving forward. You can give now by simply texting PBAOA to 44321. We always appreciate your generosity. Oh, and don't forget to click subscribe. Apparently that's a really important part of this whole podcasting thing. Thank you all for being part of the solution and God bless you.